0: chapter 6 how to be unspeakably happy under all circumstances whom not having seen ye love on whom though now ye see him not yet believing ye rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory 1 peter chapter 1 verse 8 i have here a beautiful text a text that you all know but I wonder how many of you have ever pondered it enough to take in all its wonderful wealth of meaning. A young woman in England many years ago always wore a golden locket that she would not allow anyone to open or look into. Everyone thought there must be some romance connected with that locket, and that in that locket must be the picture of the one she loved. The young woman died at an early age, and after her death the locket was opened everyone wondering whose face they would find within. And in the locket was simply a little slip of paper with these words written upon it, Whom, having not seen, I love. Her Lord Jesus was the only lover she knew and the only lover she longed for, and she had gone to be with Him, the one object of her whole heart's devotion, the unseen but beloved Savior. But I wish to call your particular attention to the last part of the verse. Scripture On whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice greatly, with joy unspeakable and full of glory. This text informs us, and many of us do not need to be informed of it, for we know it by blessed experience, that the one who really believes on Jesus Christ, our unseen but ever living Lord and Savior, rejoices with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The Greek word translated joy is a very strong word describing extreme joy or exultant joy. The word unspeakable declares that this exultant joy is of such a character that we cannot possibly explain it to others. Everyone who really believes on the Lord Jesus does rejoice with an exultant joy that is beyond all description. And those who do truly believe on the Lord Jesus Christ are the only ones who do thus rejoice. Others may have a certain amount of joy, a certain measure of gladness, but the only people who really know joy unspeakable and full of glory are those who really believe on Jesus Christ. Who is there among us who does not wish to be happy? Happiness is the one thing all men are seeking, One man seeks it in one way, and another man seeks it in another way. But all men are in pursuit of happiness. Even the man who is happy only when he is miserable is seeking happiness in this strange way of cultivating a delightful melancholy by always looking on the dark side of things. One man seeks money because he thinks that money will make him happy. Another man seeks worldly pleasure because he thinks that worldly pleasure will make him happy. Still another seeks learning, the knowledge of science, philosophy, history, or literature, because he thinks that learning brings the true joy. But they are all in pursuit of the one thing, happiness. The vast majority of men who seek happiness do not find it. You may say what you please, but for the majority of men, this is an unhappy world. I go into the houses of the poor, and I do not find many happy people there. I go into the homes of the rich, and I do not find many happy people there, either. Study the faces of the people you meet in cars, on the street, at entertainments, or anywhere else. How many really radiant faces do you see? When you do see one, it is so exceptional that you note it at once. But there is a way, a very simple way, a very sure way, and a way that is open to all, not only to find happiness but also to be unspeakably happy. Our text tells us what that way is. Scripture On whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The statement of Peter's is true. How do I know it is true? In the first place, I know it is true because the Word of God says so. Whatever this book says is true. In the second place, I know it is true because I have put the matter to the test of personal experiment and found it true. A good many people say, I do not believe the Bible. Well, I do. I believe the Bible for a good many sufficient reasons, but there is one reason why I believe the Bible that I wish to mention now. I believe the Bible because I have personally tested scores and scores of its most astonishing and apparently most incredible statements, and found every one of them true in my own experience. What if I knew a man who made many statements that I could test for myself, some of them apparently incredible, and I tested these statements, one after another, through a long period of years and found every one of them true? What if not one single statement failed? Don't you think that I would believe that man after a while? Well, that is just my experience with the Bible, and I believe it. I would be a fool if I did not. The statement of the text is one of those that I have tested, and I have found it true. I was not always happy. Indeed, I was once unspeakably miserable. I had sought happiness very earnestly. I had sought happiness in gaiety and sin, and I found not joy, but wretchedness. In my pursuit of happiness I had tried study, the study of languages science, philosophy, and literature, but I did not find happiness in these things. At last I turned to Jesus Christ and believed on Him, and I found not merely happiness, but also something better, joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Whatever heaven may be or may not be, I know that on this earth the one who believes on Jesus Christ, the one who puts himself in Christ's hands to be led taught, guided, and strengthened, who puts himself in the hands of Jesus Christ to do all he will with him, I know that such a person finds joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why Those Who Believe in Jesus Christ Have Found Joy Unspeakable and Full of Glory First of all, those who believe on Jesus Christ have joy unspeakable and full of glory because they know that their sins are all forgiven. There is not one, single, slightest cloud between you and God. It is amazing to know that no matter how many or how great your sins may have been, they are all blotted out, and God has put them all behind His back where no one can ever get at them. It is marvelous to know that God sunk all your sins in the depths of the sea from which they can never be raised. They are all gone. A little boy once asked his mother, Mother, where are our sins after they are blotted out? His mother replied, My boy, where are those figures that were on your slate yesterday? He answered, I rubbed them out. Then she asked, Where are they now? He replied, They are nowhere. Well, she said, that is just so with your sins when God has blotted them out. They are nowhere. They have ceased to be. O friends, What a joy it is to know that there is not one single smallest cloud between you and the holy God whom we call Father and who rules this universe. Suppose that you had violated the laws of the nation and had been committed to prison on a life sentence, and a pardon was offered to you. Don't you think you would be happy? But that is nothing compared with the joy of knowing that your every sin is blotted out. Some years ago, Governor Stewart of Pennsylvania decided to pardon one of the prisoners in the Pennsylvania State Prison. So he sent for Mr. Moody and said to him, I have decided to pardon one of the prisoners in our state's prison, and I want you to go and take the pardon to him. You can preach to the prisoners while you are doing it if you want to. So Mr. Moody went, carrying the pardon with him, and before he began to preach, he said, I have a pardon for one of you men that the governor has sent with me. He did not intend to tell who was pardoned until the sermon was over, but as he looked at his audience and saw how anxious they all were, how eager they were, how an agony of suspense was in their faces, Mr. Moody thought, This will never do. I can't keep these men in this suspense. So he said, I will tell you now who the man is, and he read his name from the pardon. Don't you think that was a glad moment for that one man out of those hundreds of prisoners? a glad moment for the one man who had the governor's pardon and who could walk out of prison a free man ah but that is nothing when compared to knowing that the eternal god has eternally pardoned your sins every true christian knows that every one of his sins is forgiven how does he know because the bible says so in many places it says in acts chapter 13 verse 39 american standard version By him every one that believeth is justified from all things. So we know it because God says so. But no one but the believer on Jesus Christ knows that his sins are all forgiven. If anyone who is not a believer on Jesus Christ says, I know my sins are all forgiven, he says what is not true. They don't know it and cannot know it, for it is not a fact. But a Christian knows it because the Word of God says so the christian knows his sins are forgiven for another reason that is because the holy spirit bears witness in his heart to the fact one day when the apostle peter was preaching to cornelius the roman officer and to his household he said to him bear all the prophets witness that through his name every one that believeth on him shall receive remission of sins acts chapter 10 verse 43 and everyone in his audience believed it The Spirit of God descended right then and there and filled their hearts with the knowledge of sins forgiven, and they began to magnify God with exultant hearts and exultant voices. I tell you, that was a joyful meeting. A king, a great king, once wrote one of the greatest songs that was ever written. That song has lasted through the ages. It has been sung and is still being sung by thousands. It has been sung by millions and though it was written many centuries ago, it is just as sweet today as the day the king wrote it. The man who wrote this song was a great king, the greatest king of his day. He was also one of the greatest generals of his day, one of the greatest generals of any day. He had great armies, the all-conquering armies of the day. He had a magnificent palace, I don't suppose that any other earthly king was ever so beloved as he was. His song was about joy and about happiness. He does not say in that song, How happy is the man who is a great king, or How happy is the man who is a great general. What does he say? Oh, the happinesses of the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Psalm 32, verse 1, translated literally from the Hebrew. There is no happiness like the joy of knowing your sins are all forgiven. Oh, what a joy thrills the heart when a man knows that his sins are fully, freely, and forever forgiven! That is one reason why the one who believes on Jesus Christ is unspeakably happy, and you can have that unspeakable happiness today. I do not care how black your life may have been in the past. I do not care how far you may have wandered from God. I do not care how old you may have grown in sin. If you take Jesus Christ today for your Savior and your Lord and believe on Him, your every sin will be blotted out, and it will be your privilege to know it. In the second place, those who believe on Jesus Christ rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory, because they are free from the most grinding and crushing of all forms of slavery, the slavery of sin. There is many a slave in this audience tonight. Some of you are slaves of strong drink. Some of you men and some of you women are slaves of drink. You know you are slaves of drink. Some of you are slaves of drugs. Some of you are slaves of an ungovernable temper. Some of you are slaves of impure acts or impure thoughts. Some of you are slaves of other sins. The grossest, vilest, most degrading slavery in the universe is the slavery of sin. Yes, many of you here tonight are slaves. But the Lord Jesus says, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 32. Later he says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. John chapter 8 verse 36 There is not a slave in this building tonight who cannot have his bonds broken in a moment yes in a moment by the mighty son of god if he will only believe on him and trust him to do it how many a man and how many a woman i have known who were once slaves of sin in its most degrading and hopeless forms who are now free one of the dearest and most honored and most useful friends I ever had was Sam Hadley of New York City. Sam Hadley was once hopelessly enslaved by sin. Strong drink had utterly mastered him and undermined his character. Because he had committed 138 forgeries, he was being sought by the police. One night, after spending the previous horrible night locked up in a New York jail with delirium tremens, He cried to Jesus to save him, while in a mission meeting a few blocks away. Jesus saved him right then and there, and I have often heard him say that never from that night forward has he ever had the slightest desire for that which had enslaved him more than anything else, intoxicating drink. What a happy man he became! All who knew him testified that he had joy unspeakable and full of glory. I wish you could have looked in Sam Hadley's face and seen the joy that there was in that redeemed and radiant countenance. But we do not need to call Sam Hadley back from heaven to testify, for there are hundreds of people right here in this building tonight who were once complete slaves, but are now God's free men and free women who can testify to the fact. That is one reason we are unspeakably happy, because we are free how the southern blacks rejoiced when they came to understand they were emancipated. They shouted and sang, Glory, glory, hallelujah. Why? Because they were once slaves, but now were free. No wonder we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, because we know that we are free and free forever. In the third place, those who believe on Jesus Christ rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory, Because they are delivered from all fear. There is nothing that darkens the human heart more and robs it of all joy and fills it with gloom than fear in some of its myriad forms. Those who truly believe on Jesus Christ are saved from all fear. They are delivered from all fear of misfortune. They are delivered from all fear of man. They are delivered from all fear of death. They are delivered from all fear of eternity. Do you know, friends, that to a true believer in Jesus Christ, eternity is one of the sweetest words in the English language? Oh, how it makes our hearts swell, that word eternity! But eternity is not a sweet word to the unsaved. Write these words, Where will you spend eternity on a card and hand it to a man who is not a Christian, and they will make him mad? Write these same words, where will you spend eternity on a card and hand it to a Christian, and they will make him glad? Why is that? Simply because a true believer on Jesus Christ is not afraid of but delights in thoughts of eternity. Why? To the one who believes on Jesus Christ, eternity is glory. In the fourth place, the one who believes on Jesus Christ rejoices with joy unspeakable and full of glory because he knows he will live forever isn't that something to rejoice over isn't it wonderful we read in first john chapter 2 verse 17 the world passeth away and the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of god abideth forever we all know that it is true that the world passeth away we certainly ought to know it by this time but it is equally true that he that doeth the will of god abideth forever Sometimes as we ride along our beautiful roads, we see the stately mansions of our multi-millionaires, and the thought will sometimes come to us, It must be very pleasant to live there. Well, I suppose it must be, but think for a moment. How long will these people live there? The father of the household may perhaps live there ten years, possibly twenty years. Then where does he live? Some of the children may live there twenty years thirty, possibly forty years, then what? The grave. I tell you, it is not worth much after all. But the Christian looks on and beyond to a life that has no end, to a life that is eternal. Glory. In the fifth place, those who truly believe on Jesus Christ rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory because they know they are children of God. It is a great thing to know that you are a child of God. How does the Christian know it? He knows it because God says so. Scripture. As many as received him, to them gave he the right to become children of God, even to them that believe on his name. John chapter 1 verse 12. A child of God. Think of it. Sometimes as I have traveled around the world, someone has pointed out to me a man and said, That man is the son of such-and-such a man, naming some king. Wouldn't you like to be the son of a great king? Just look at that young man. He is the son of a king. In one country many years ago, when the king's business was better than it is today, I was taken up and introduced to the son of one of the reigning monarchs of Europe, and the man who introduced me whispered to me, He is the son of so-and-so, naming the king. Well, what of it? He was a fine man in himself, but what if he was the son of a king? I am a son of God, which is far greater, and every believer in Jesus Christ in this building is a child of God, the child of the King of kings. And any one of you here, if you are not already a child of God, can become one in an instant by receiving the Lord Jesus. In the sixth place, and closely connected with the last, True believers in Jesus Christ rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory because they are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? We are so familiar with it that we do not stop to take in the meaning of it. One of the England's dukes lay dying. He called his brother to him, the one who would succeed to the title, and said, Brother, in a few hours now you will be a duke, and and I will be a king. He was already a child of the king, and in a few hours he himself would be a king. I will also be a king in a few days. You may say, it may be many years. Well, many years are only a few days on the scale of eternity. And if you really are a believer in Christ Jesus, if you have a real living faith in him, you too will be like a king in a few days. There was never a royal pageant sweeping through the streets of London at any coronation comparable in glory to the glory that awaits you and me just over yonder. Scripture. When Christ, who is our life, shall be manifested, then shall ye also with him be manifested in glory. Colossians chapter 3 verse 4. We may be poor today. That does not matter. This life will be over in a moment, and the other life begun and that life is eternal. In the seventh place, those who truly believe on Jesus Christ, those who throw their hearts wide open to Him, those who surrender absolutely to Him, rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory, because God gives them the Holy Spirit, and there is no other joy in the present life like the joy of the Holy Spirit. One Monday morning in Chicago, my front doorbell rang. I kept Monday in those days for my rest day and had a notice above the doorbell. Mr. Tory does not see anyone on Monday. The maid went to the door, and there stood a poor woman. The maid said, Mr. Tory does not see anyone on Monday. Didn't you see the notice over the doorbell? She said, I knew that, but I have got to see him, and you just go and tell him a member of his church must see him. So the maid brought her into the reception room. She was a washerwoman. The maid showed the washerwoman a seat and came upstairs and said to me there is a woman downstairs who is a member of your church and says she has got to see you So down I walked As I entered the room she arose and hurried toward me and said Mr Tory I knew you did not see anybody on monday but I had to see you Last night after I went to bed I was filled with the holy spirit right there in my bed and I was so happy I could not sleep all night and this morning I had to come and tell somebody. I could not afford to give up a day's work to come around and tell you about it, but I knew I must tell somebody, and I most wanted to tell you, I know you won't be angry. Indeed, I was not angry. I was glad she came, and I rejoiced with her. That old washerwoman filled with the Holy Spirit and so full of joy that, poor as she was, she had to give up a day's work to go and tell somebody she loved all about it. Before I came to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, I was one of the bluest men that ever lived. I would sit down by the hour and brood. I have never known what the blues mean since the day I really became a Christian absolutely surrendered to God. I have had troubles. I have had losses. There have been times in my life when I have lost pretty much everything the world holds dear. I know what it is to have a wife and four children And to lose everything of a financial kind I had in the world and not know from meal to meal where the next meal was coming from. I was absolutely without resources, living from hand to mouth, from God's hand to my mouth. I have known what it is to be with a wife and child in a foreign country where they spoke a strange language, and for some reason or other supplies did not come, And I did not know anyone in the city well enough to turn to them for help, but I did not worry. I knew it was all in God's hands, that it would all come out right somehow, and, of course, it did come out right. The first time I ever visited London, thirty-nine years ago last September, I was planning to spend two weeks in England and then head to America. I expected to find money waiting for me when I reached London, and I reached London with a wife and child, but not a letter and no money. But I said, the letter and the money will come tomorrow, or the next day. My wife went and made some purchases. Taking it for granted, we would have money when the purchases came, but the money did not come. Day after day passed, and the dresses came, and it was about time for the landlady to come with the rent bill. It came to be the very last day before our boat was to leave, and not a penny was in sight. I went down to the bank. I did not know a soul in London. There were three or four million people there at that time. I was a stranger amid three or four millions of people. Money absolutely gone, three thousand miles from friends. I did not worry. I knew the money would come. I did not know how it would come for the source I expected to receive it from seemed utterly cut off, but I was happy anyway. Why? Because I was a child of God, and I had the promises of the Bible. I knew they were absolutely sure. I never lost an hour's sleep. I never worried. I just trusted. It seemed as though I would have to be fed somewhat as Elijah was, but I knew I would be fed. I knew my wife and child would be provided for. The money came, and I sailed on the steamer that I expected to sail on with every penny that was due, paid, and with money in my pocket. Friends, a Christian is happy at all times and under all circumstances. We rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory every one of the twenty-four hours of the day that we are awake, and sometimes in our sleep. You, too, can have that joy how to get this joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Now arises the question, what must anyone do to get this joy unspeakable and full of glory? I have answered that question several times in what I have already said, but to be sure that we all understand it, let me answer it again, or rather let my text answer it. Scripture On whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice greatly with joy unspeakable and full of glory. The text tells us that the way to obtain this joy unspeakable and full of glory, the way to be unspeakably happy at all times and under all circumstances, is just by believing on the unseen Jesus Christ. What does it mean to believe on Jesus Christ? There is no mystery at all about that. It simply means to put confidence in Jesus Christ and believe He is what He claims to be and what He offers Himself to be for us. To believe on Jesus Christ is to put confidence in Him as the One who died in our place, the One who bore our sins in His own body on the cross, and to trust God to forgive us all our sins because Jesus Christ died in our place. To believe on Jesus Christ is to put confidence in Him as the One who was raised from the dead And who now has all power in heaven and in earth, and therefore is able to keep us day by day and give us victory over sin day by day. To believe on Jesus Christ is to put confidence in Him as our absolute Lord and Master, and therefore surrender our thoughts and wills and lives entirely to His control, believing everything He says, even though every scholar on earth denies it. It means obeying everything He commands, whatever it may cost, putting our confidence in Him as our divine Lord and confessing Him as Lord before the world as we worship and adore Him. It is wonderful the joy that comes to the one who thus believes on Jesus Christ. But one must really believe on Jesus Christ to have this joy. Merely being a member of a church is not enough. Merely being baptized is not enough. Merely being confirmed is not enough. Merely reading your Bible is not enough. Merely reading the prayer book is not enough. Merely going to church is not enough. Merely partaking of the Lord's Supper is not enough. But if you are a real believer on Jesus Christ, have put all your trust in the Lord Jesus as your atoning Savior, risen Savior, and your risen Lord and Master, you will experience joy unspeakable. If you have surrendered your thoughts and life to Him as your Lord and Master, and confessed Him as such before the world, and thrown your heart's door wide open for the Lord Jesus to come in and live and rule and reign there, you will have joy unspeakable and full of glory at all times and under all circumstances. All anyone has to do, then, to be unspeakably happy at all times and under all circumstances is to believe on Jesus Christ. It does not make any difference what His circumstances may be. He may be rich, or he may be poor. He may be highly educated, or he may be ignorant. He may be in good health, or he may be a hopeless invalid. He may have been a moral, clean, upright man, or he may have been the vilest of sinners. It doesn't matter. Everyone who believes on the unseen but living Christ will find joy unspeakable and full of glory. I can bring scores. Hundreds, thousands of witnesses to prove that. You cannot bring a single witness on the other side. Colonel Robert Ingersoll delighted to say, It does not make one happy to be a Christian. How did he know? He never tried it. You can search the earth through, and you will not find one single man or woman who was ever a believer in Jesus Christ, a real, wholehearted believer in Jesus Christ one who had surrendered all to Jesus Christ who will deny that Jesus Christ gives joy unspeakable and full of glory to those who thus believe on Him. Here, then, is the way the case stands. Every single competent witness, that is, every witness who has ever tried it, testifies that believing on Jesus Christ does bring joy unspeakable and full of glory. These witnesses number thousands, tens of thousands, and hundreds of thousands, people from every position of society and culture, and not one witness on the other side. Is it demonstrated or not? It certainly is. I take it that I am speaking tonight to reasonable men and women. You desire joy unspeakable and full of glory, and I have told you how to get it. There can be no doubt about it. The evidence is overwhelmingly convincing. There is then only one rational thing for you to do. Believe on Jesus Christ now. Will you do it? A man came to me once who was utterly miserable. He was a rarely gifted man, a brilliant scholar, but utterly miserable. If ever I saw a man in hell, he was the man. He had attempted suicide at least four times. He had been so near to succeeding in his attempts that, on two occasions, It had been necessary to pump the poison he had taken out of him and thus bring him back to life. I urged him to believe on Jesus Christ. He replied, I cannot. I have sinned away the day of grace. Day after day I talked with the man, and I only had one message. Come to Jesus Christ. Believe on Jesus Christ. At last, one day the man did come to Jesus Christ, he found joy unspeakable and full of glory. I have seen that man sometimes when his face was radiant, out of hell into heaven, by just believing on Jesus Christ. Will you take that same step tonight?